Hi, I'm Aiden. And I'm Don Carlo. And you're listening to Binge Watchers. Where we talk about everything TV. Everything? Everything. Tune in as we discuss a new show every episode. And we'll decide if it's binge watchable. This is Binge Watchers. Hello, Hello everyone. Welcome to Binge Watchers, binge Watchers. Season 3. Yay! Yeah, season 3, man. This is pretty nuts. We have been on hiatus for a little bit. Yes, we took a little hiatus last yeah. semester because, well, Aiden and I were very busy and school was not, Spirit Live at least, was not yet in person. Mm-hmm. The record in the studio. Yes, if you can hear our audio, we are not using our busted Yeti Nanos. <laughs> They have a lot of spunk, though. They have a lot of spunk. spunk. Yeah, no, I honestly, I, I, I'm proud of what we accomplished in the first two seasons. Mm-hmm. But now it's like we're back. We're all, we're getting there. We're almost back to normal, at least at least for now. So yeah. it's that's pre- really good. It's pretty awesome to be in studio now. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we in DQ first envisioned the podcast, we wanted to do this in our in a, like a, in a legitimate studio. Yeah, where, like we both have rented out this place, and. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, it was fun doing it at home because it's kind of thing we could, like, oh, like, you know, chill and stuff. Yeah. But being down here in the studio, I mean, you can even tell how much better the uh, audio Yeah, listen is. to our audio. Yeah, Look at that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and we have masks on as well. So the exactly. audio quality, if I take my mask off like this, I mean, the audio quality is just pretty, pretty pristine. Amazing. And, uh, amazing. Yeah, it's just, it's great to be down here. And it's a chance for me and DQ to, like, actually see each other in person. Yeah. We don't really see each other. I mean, we, do I talk to you very often? We talk to each other often, but it's been a, a been a long time since we've seen each other in person before this semester. Mm-hmm. Like we only saw each other once, I think, in 2021. Yeah, that's <laughs> nuts. but that was yeah. like height of COVID season. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't fun, but it wasn't really. It wasn't fun for a lot of people. Like mm-hmm. it's just like COVID's pretty. It sucks. It sucks. It, it sucks. sucks. But and especially for like university students like us, mm-hmm. who I mean, who, who do a lot of like practical stuff. It's exactly. Not being able to come to the studio really blows be so crass. <laughs> it blows yeah. it blows hard but the good thing is that studios have opened yeah. up um we're gonna start doing it in studio in studio for three episodes for three right? episodes absolutely yeah. and the reason why our season is so short this this year is or this semester is because aiden and i have big news we have a lot of big updates we do regarding our courses so if you remember from our previous episodes we are both our team media production students mm-hmm. and uh, back when we first started, we were just starting second year, but now we are starting third year. Yeah. And for those that don't know, for our third year, we have to take this course called Project Development. Mm-hmm. And that is basically, how would you describe it? Like the pre-production process Ooh. of our thesis? Of our thesis project. It's yeah. um, it's a little stressful. It's, I mean, look, it's a little chaotic. A little chaotic. Um, but. I, look, the the, be- the benefit is that I'm in a group with you. I, yes. I, oh, you ruined the surprise. Oh, that's the, oh, whoopsies. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. I was about to do some big like drum Reveal. roll. No, oh, okay. well, no, but basically, what that course is is, uh, if you want to, you can pitch your own project, and if your project gets chosen, then you can work on that project for the whole semester and possibly for your thesis project in fourth year mm-hmm. for practicum. Yeah. And. You knowing knowing us, Aiden and I, we both are go getters, so we worked hard to get our pitches in, mm-hmm. and uh, thankfully my pitch got chosen, 
and Aiden is now in my groove, which is I, amazing. I am his producer. He is my producer. I am He's my producer. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. But yeah, like it's been. We're doing our show's called Vibe Check. It's Vibe gonna be. Check. We're doing a pilot episode. Mm-hmm. And we are really, I'm really, really excited to work with you, DQ. I think it's going to be a ton of fun. Yeah, let me give the give our listeners a little sneak peek into Vibe Check. Yeah, do it. So Vibe Check is essentially is a show that I created that I'm really passionate about. And it follows four queer POC, uh, Asian Canadians mostly, living in downtown, Tamar- downtown Toronto in a communal home. And if you guys don't know what a chosen family is, chosen family is a concept important to the queer community where uh, whenever queer kids would like get kicked out of their homes or feel like they don't belong in their biological households, they would find other queer people to find uh, solace in and to find a family in. And that those are essentially called your chosen family. And I essentially took that concept and applied it to our modern Gen Z society. So that's what Vibe Check is essentially about. And they all live in a communal home together. It follows four friends, similar to shows like Sex and the City, Girls, and a show that we will be talking about today, or we will mention today, and we might have talked about in our, if you remember our last episode, the finale of season two. So Shall we just get right into it, Aiden? Let's do it. Let's um, do it. Let's do it. I will say though, I am very, very excited to work with you. I've, mm-hmm. I have been friends of you for like the past. Holy smokes, three <laughs> years. It's three kind of, years. It's, it's been it's a hell counting of a onto three years. Yeah, um, since Frosh Week beginning. Frosh Week before beginning. first year. Yeah, it's yeah. um, it's nuts. But I can't imagine doing this with anybody else. I would. Oh, you know what? You. I, I would not want to be anyone else's producer. I know uh, we made a bit of a pact. But I'm glad the pack worked out because I'm really excited. The pack, buddy. Yes, it did work out. I'm yeah. so, I'm so happy. Anyway, let's get right into the, the nitty gritty. So we are going to be talking about some shows, our favorite shows of 2021 that we have watched. And uh, we're going to talk about them today. Yes. To catch you up on what we've been watching. So how we're going to do this is Aiden is going to talk about his five favorite shows from 2021. And then after, I will talk about my favorite five favorite shows of 2021. And yeah, that's just going to get us started into our season. So. Let's do it. Yeah, you want let's go for, you go first Aiden. So what are what is your what are your top 5 shows of 2021? You can go in order. For my 5 shows, mm-hmm. um I will say I have watched a few more movies that this year than I've had. I know I'm disappointed in Aiden. I, yeah. He's a little behind on TV. <laughs> <laughs> since we let since our last season. <laughs> I'm a little behind a little bit, but there've been a lot of great movies this year, but for the TV shows, I have a few classics. So mm-hmm. my, my first one, this isn't necessarily a classic. This is a pretty recent show. It's called Curb Your Enthusiasm with, uh, by Larry, Larry David. David. Yeah. Very, very funny. I haven't watched that show, Aiden. You, sh- I, you I should. I should. I actually yeah. don't think you would like the humor, though. Really? It's Why pretty, would I not like the humor? Quite, and what is it about? So so Larry David is the writer of a, my second favorite show, Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Um, he, Larry, Curb Your Enthusiasm is literally just about his life and his misfortunes. It's made up, but... Um, it's very funny, but the jokes are very, very risque. And like risque is as in how are they risque? Um, I don't really know if I can say <laughs> it on 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 uh, the podcast. But risque like what in, type of content, like sexual content. Yeah, kind of like that. Like oh, wow. jokes about that kind of stuff. Um, I like that content. Okay, though. Then, never mind. You would like Caribbean enthusiasm. Um, I like that humor. It's been on for a very long time. We just got into it recently. Um, it's very like it's a very very funny show. I mean, technically, it is a 2021 show it because is. the new season came out in this 2021, year. right? Yep. Yeah. So it's season 10, no? Yeah, oh, I think it's I think nine it's or more ten. than that, like thirteen maybe. Oh really? It's 
it's it's an old show. Wow. Um, but you know, it's like it's a show we watch at dinner. My my parents love it. I'm surprised that they like it so much. Um, <laughs> risque humor. The but, Falkenbergs like risque. Yeah, humor. we like risque humor, I guess. But it's like a good show. I will, and for our second favorite show, it's by the same guy, Larry David Seinfeld. Wait, he worked on Seinfeld. That was his big claim to fame. Was Seinfeld? Yeah. No way. Was it's, he um, like just a writer? Yeah, he was the writer created. So him and Jerry, wow. him, he's friends of Jerry Seinfeld, and they created the show. He's the the character George Costanza is based off Larry David, which I always thought was very funny. Um, they're both very funny shows. I think Seinfeld, aside from a few key scenarios has actually aged fantastically. Really? It's really ahead of its time. Like, really? like, What makes it ahead of its time? Just the topics that they joke about, I think, make it ahead of its time. Like, what was this one episode? Um, Like, they talk about things like abortion and whatnot. They joke oh, about wow. it. And nowadays, I don't think you'd see a lot of shows that would joke about that and um, or even discuss that. Like, it's a risque uh, topic. But I Seinfeld does it. And it does this back in, like, the 80s and 90s. Is it similar to, like, Friends, where, like, some jokes can be considered, like, offensive now or, like, not? It wouldn't fly no, today? You could you could say that. Absolutely. I think some... I even talked to some people who have... Like, I don't think a lot of our generation watches Seinfeld. Like, we watch, no. like, new shows. But the people I've watched or I've talked with who have watched Seinfeld have said that some jokes have not aged as well. Oh, wow. Okay. Which, I, I mean, I get. I think there you are You get a few, it, right? Yeah. I, there are a few jokes I think would be considered risque. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's a very, very funny show. What like, is it? I never watched Seinfeld, unfortunately, because it's also so long. The thing is, I don't watch <laughs> like long, long shows. So Seinfeld and Trivia Your Enthusiasm Friends, like I don't really watch. But is it also just like about like four friends? Is it? It's literally four about four friends. You have Jerry Seinfeld who plays himself. Um, yeah. Elaine Bennis, played by Julia Louise Dreyfus. I heard that was her big break. I heard that, she's amazing in that. She's show. very funny. And then you have. Yeah. Um, Michael Richards, I think, as Kramer. Kramer, and, yeah. And then you have Jason Alexander as mm -hmm. George Costanza, who is my favorite mm -hmm. character, even if yeah. he is kind of a screw up. Um, it's about <laughs> four friends. It's like, it, I would say it's better than Friends. Yeah. I, th I do think Seinfeld is better than Friends. Friends, I think, is funny. It, it's just very light humor. Light it's like humor. Big Bang Theory. Like I would put it on. Yeah, I didn't like Big Bang Theory, or yeah. I stopped liking Big Bang Theory. I, Big Bang Theory. It's the same thing with Friends. I would really just have it on like i don't know in the background when i'm it's doing background dishes, to you, but it's it, not really something you pay attention to <laughs> no it's not something i would pay attention to. yeah um seinfeld however i would watch during dinner um to for our laugh it's very funny i think a lot of the episodes have aged fantastically even if it is shot in the 90s which even then i think that's i mean it's again. like super influential like i think a lot of sitcoms are inspired by, by seinfeld. seinfeld yeah exactly yeah um and there's yeah. a lot of great sign like side characters that i really like i think overall the show's I can I can't even really think of a bad episode for Seinfeld. Really, all nine seasons. All nine seasons, absolutely. That's great, that's amazing. Yeah. And for my third show, um, Marvel TV show, it is Hawkeye. Marvel had it big last mm -hmm. year in 2021. Absolutely. Like I think four shows came out in 2021 for Marvel. I swear, like WandaVision, Loki, Hawkeye, and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. A lot of stuff. Came yeah. Out. But I will say. Hawkeye's a more like compared to the the other shows that came out, the stakes aren't as high. That's what I've heard. I also um, didn't watch Hawkeye. <laughs> I, I would highly encourage you to do though. Like uh -huh. it's a very very good show. I I can't believe I, I Kate Bishop, um, played by Haley Haley Steinfeld. I always thought her name was Haley Seinfeld. Haley Seinfeld. I always thought that was her name, but it's not Haley her name. Seinfeld. Um, oh my god. Yeah, I can't believe I thought that was her name. That's but hilarious. Haley. Ste Steinfeld. Steinfeld. Okay. Oh, jeez. I was thought I was scared. I was gonna mess that up. Um, 
Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, she plays this woman, Kate Bishop. She's a comic book character that's like Hawkeye. Um, but both her and Jeremy Renner are just phenomenal in the show. I heard they're, they're really good. It's a very good show. It's really not. It's like it's like Die Hard. It's not big Die stakes. Hard, really? Yeah, because it's like a it's like kind of like a Christmas thing. It's very very oh. good. I thought it was great overall. What I did hear was that that show started off really slow. That's why yeah. a lot of people were kind of iffy about it at mm-hmm. first. Is that true, Aiden? Yeah, it does start yeah. off pretty slow. It's um. Not like so so like oh my god like nothing happens it's just Hawkeye grocery shopping or whatnot. Um, Wait, what is it even about? It's literally about so Kate Bishop is th- this the main? It's, I would say Kate Bishop is the main character. So she is trained to become an archer. She wants to be like her hero Hawkeye, and then um, Hawkeye's retired. He's not an Avenger anymore. So he takes his kids oh, to yeah. New York for uh, a, like a Christmas trip, and then he gets caught up when. Uh, I, I'm going to try and spoil the least amount of details as possible. Yes. An old figment of his jaded past shows up, uh, okay. which ends up being okay. being related to Kate Bishop and Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye and Kate Bishop have to um, have to go on this crazy crime adventure to stop um, certain events from transpiring related to organized crime. I don't know. I like Marvel. I don't think I like it as much as I did when I was younger or in first year anymore. I don't know. I've moved on to other But things. I don't know if we mentioned this in our previous episodes, but Mr. Aiden here met Stan Lee. I, I did, yeah. <laughs> He's that famous. Was, that was, um, oh my goodness. That was like almost over. I met him when I was 12. Almost 12. Oh my I'm God. Tw- oh, eight years. Almost eight years. Wow. Um, and um, not eight Met years. the king himself. Yeah. Uh, my brother and my dad and me used to go to the, this thing called Fan Expo. It's kind of like Canadian. Con-con. I love Fan Expo. I've also went there. I don't know if I told you. I went there one time. And? It was amazing. It's pretty fun. Yeah, I love it. It's basically our Comic Con. It is. It's essentially. It's our Comic Con. It, yeah, it's a Canadian Comic Con. Canadian Comic Con. Um, but still it, really good. Yeah. I remember. I had a lot of good memories yeah. at, at Fan Expo. I remember. I Meeting Stanley was one of the highlights. Those it was expensive to go see him. When I said his catchphrase to him, Excelsior, and he said Excelsior back to me, and wow. that was the greatest thing in my life. Wow! But I, uh, I had some, I had some, I had a, uh, uh, what's it called? I had a lot of good memories at Comic Con. Like I met the guy from Back to the Future, the guy Doc, I forget his name, um, and then I met uh, Eric Bana, the, uh, the original Hulk. Not mm-hmm. like not like from, from like the '90s. That was pretty crazy seeing Ooh. him. Um, What's it called? I actually had a I had an awkward encounter at Fan Expo one time. I remember one time I went to Fan Expo. I played Halo Four. Halo Four. Yeah, Fan that Expo? was a, back in 2012. Sick. That was like wow. a huge game. Say what you will about Halo Four. It was pretty. I mean, it was fun fact. Halo's also being turned into a TV it's a TV series. show. This I can't year. believe it. Actually, I would totally I totally do an episode it's, on that. It's still yeah, it's still needs to come out. I think this summer or this March. Spring? Yo, this oh next month. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then I had a I had an awkward Comic Con encounter with Brandon Routh one time. I feel really bad. I <laughs> we don't think they're gonna. I know our podcast isn't that huge. You don't think they're gonna listen to this, right? <laughs> Imagine they okay, listen to this. If Brandon and Routh ever listens to binge watchers, which I don't think he is going to, just know that I think you're a great actor. I had an awkward oh, encounter thought... with him oh. at Comic Con. Me and my dad went one time, and um, they had a bunch of famous people. They had T Dog from Walking Dead, and they had. T-Dog um, from Walking Dead. Yeah, good. Rest that. in peace, T-Dog. Um, and then they had this guy, um, uh, Dominic Monaghan, who played Pippin from Lord of the Rings. Ooh, or him? No, was it Mary or Pippin? I keep getting... One of the Hobbits from Oh, Lord one of the, the Hobbits. Oh, yeah. This is an Australian guy. Um, yeah. But they had Brandon Routh there. 
and everyone was going to see Dominic Monaghan and T-Dog, and no one was going to see Brandon Routh. And he kind of gave me and my dad this awkward wave, and we felt really I'm bad. We, yeah. we felt really bad. We didn't go over to say hi to him. Um, but it's like like a hundred seventy, like it's like seventy or a hundred dollars for a, a signature, and we didn't think it was worth the money. Wait, he's from Lost. Yes, yeah, he's on Lost. Oh, Lost. that's how I do the name. I'm like Dominic Monaghan. He played the yeah the rock familiar. star. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, it was. I mean, he was good on Lost, but he's great on. He's great as one of the Hobbits. Wait, um, speaking of Marvel. Why don't you talk about the next show on your list? Oh, yeah, sure. Loki. Oh, Loki yeah. was fantastic. I really liked Loki. It was so, so good. Um, he is one of my favorite villains. He is pretty kick-ass. He's yeah, great. Like, Tom Marvel. Hiddleston's fantastic. I love Loki. Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> yeah, he's... It was a fantastic show, like, mm -hmm. through and through. I mean, we... I had a blast watching it. I think only one person in my family didn't like it. Um... But overall, I loved it. It was a great I show. I heard it was solid. I oh, it was very solid. solid. I don't really know how people could say it's not solid. I mean, maybe it's slow in the beginning. But even then, it's not slow. It, it, it I heard it's up. not as slow as, like, Hawkeye. No, it's not as slow as Hawkeye. Yeah. Overall, I felt I felt that um, I felt so it was very solid. isn't it tied to, like, one of the films? Loki? Yeah, oh, it's tied so. to the new Ant-Man film. I won't say why, though. I can't say why it's tied to a new Ant-Man No, but, like, didn't he... What was that movie where he got, like, the... Was it the test? The know. Tesseract? The Tesseract, and then yeah, he disappeared. What, what movie? That's Endgame. So that, that was Endgame, yeah. yeah so that's, so, like, where he went. Yeah, so, yeah, he disappears, and then he gets picked up by the TVA, the Time Variance Authority. Yeah, so Loki essentially follows that. Like, when he touched the Tesseract and disappeared in Endgame, that's mm -hmm. where he went. That's right? where he went, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's a really good show. Overall, I had a blast watching it. Um, the only thing I never liked about the Marvel TV shows yeah. is that... It's a thing. It's a, it's just Marvel's philosophy, is that um, you have to watch the shows to keep up with the movies. And usually I'd be okay with this, but it's a lot to keep track of. Like they didn't do That's that with why... Daredevil. Yeah, they didn't do that with Daredevil or like the Netflix Marvel. No, shows. they didn't do that yeah. with those. But they do it with their own. So yeah. I mean, I'm I don't know. It's just yeah, it's a lot to keep track of. But I mean, if you're a Marvel fan, you'll keep track of it anyway. Um, Loki overall, I think was really good. I would rank it as high as Hawkeye. Um, better than Hawkeye, maybe? Ooh, good question. Ooh, um, I wouldn't say it's better than Hawkeye. I'd say oh, it's really? on par with Hawkeye. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. Hawkeye was a very good show. I really liked it. Wow. Um, my, I will say, though, people, my fifth favorite show, people I don't think are going to know, it's a BBC yes. show based off one of my mom's favorite books called All Creatures Great and Small, and I love it. I love this. What show a change so of much. pace! You ch you talked about sitcoms and Marvel to and now it's a, a BBC a BBC historic dr um like drama. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's not is, even a drama. Like it's like this. It's almost like a sitcom. Like it's a very, it's a it's a comedy. It's a, it's a yeah. comedy. I heard. I remember in the beginning it's when we were doing our past seasons. You told me to watch it because you were just raving about it. You oh, said, it's. It is like a hot cup of cocoa. Is that what you said? I said it is the hot chocolate equivalent of television. Wow. 2000%. If it, that doesn't get you on board, I don't know what will. Honestly, if I ever wanted like a... It's a great feel-good show. It's based off this book of the same name by mm -hmm. called All Creatures Great and Small. And it's like... It's a strange book because it's written... The author is the main character of the book. This guy, James Harriet. And he's the main character of the book. And the book's all about his adventures as a vet in rural uh, England. Um... But the show's just great. Like, those likable characters. Neville from friggin' Harry Potter shows up. I, wow. He's kind of a, uh, a dingus. Oh, I love him. He <laughs> I sucks. Love that and he's actually a bit of a meanie oh, really? I just call him a meanie boo. He sucks. That's, 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 yeah. That's when you know we can't swear. Yeah, we can't <laughs> swear on this. Um, 
I, I, it's a great show. What is the, it about? I never knew about, what it was about. So this guy, James Harriet, the author of the book, mm. is the main character. And it's literally just his adventures as a vet in rural England. That is literally the entire show. And so he gets He's picked up vet. at wow. this... Pro what the hell? What the heck is... Uh, the pro I think it's 29 Dowerby is where he works with these uh -huh. two other guys. This guy, Siegfried, and, this, and his brother, Tristan. And this woman, Mrs. Hall. And they, they they run a vet in rural England, and essentially that's the premise of the show. And each episode's a different thing. Um, it's I will say it's like Down Abbey. It's very formulaic. Um, James will get into all kinds of mischief, and then <laughs> Tris, and then uh, and then Siegfried will be all like, "Oh, oh, James, I cannot believe you're doing this. That's not what a proper vet does." Wow, and we love Tris, that British accent. <laughs> uh, thank you. And then Tris is like, "Oh, big brother, you don't have to be so like crossing sometimes." And then Mrs. Hall comes in, and she's like, "Boys, break it up. You can't be talking like this. You're brothers." And then, it's so critically acclaimed. I see on Rotten Tomatoes that has like high 90s. Like everyone, all the critics <laughs> love it. It's a, it's a, I feel bad making fun of it. Overall, it's just a fantastic, fantastic show. I really, other than the fact that I can kind of predict what happens because I've watched it so much. Mm -hmm. Like literally my, my bad British accent was pretty much what happens in the show. Um, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, damn, really? And, really? That's all? <laughs> but other than that, like, it's a good show. I, the characters are I think are the great. characters are what makes it. It's more of a character show than a plot show, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's more, more of a character, character show. Like, it doesn't, the plot really doesn't matter to the, to, the, to the show at all. It's just, they have to help a cow. The plot, the plot episode is how they help an animal. Like, there's one episode help where he has to put down a, a horse, uh, a cat broke its foot. It's like really oh. mundane stuff, but it's the characters are so likable. And so sweet and, and so sweet. make you feel like a family. Yeah, they make you feel like a family. And uh, oh, that's a very that's actually very astute, Deku. Yeah. They do make you feel like a yeah, family. Yeah. Um All right. overall it's a very good show. But now I want to hear about what Deku's yes. top five so shows. So I have this year. my top five favorite shows and mine are ranked. So I'm gonna go from five to one. Let's hear it. And they are all shows that have new seasons coming out that came out in twenty twenty one or uh they're new shows from twenty twenty one. So number five, it is called Dickinson. Yeah. And I'm good. not going to talk too much about it for time's sake and because we did a whole episode on it. So check that out in season two. Mm -hmm. But if you don't already know, Dickinson follows the life of Emily Dickinson. Mm -hmm. And just like her life in Amherst, Massachusetts, you know, being an artist and like dealing with family issues and creativity and love and being misunderstood as a woman. And it also stars Haley Steinfeld, which you remember, Aiden, because you watched a little bit of it. I did. I did. I quite liked it. it yeah, was you really, quite really liked good. it. Well, okay. That's a show. Amazing. That's a show I got a cop on. And it just it just keeps getting just as good, if not better, than all the, like, just as it goes on. It is amazing. Oh, my God. It is amazing. I definitely should watch that. Absolutely. Yeah. Emily Dickinson is such, I, I got really into poetry, like, this, this year, and I got into, obviously, with, like, my new show. Um, I got into writing a lot. I've always been into writing, but Emily Dickinson is just like such a poet and such. Well, that's <laughs> that's obvious, but like her prose is very like luscious and just deep. And sometimes it's hard to understand, but she's influential for a reason. And for her being a woman and her being sort of like reclusive, this is sort of like, you know, what's funny about Dickinson, which you find out in the end, it's not a spoiler, but you find out that her that the entire series happens before she became the Emily Dickinson that we know. So the Emily Dickinson that we know in pop Fortune culture story. is her like in a white dress and she secludes herself writing her poetry in her room for the rest of her life until she died. And uh, this shows essentially 
how vibrant and how imaginative her life was before that so yeah it got it got really deep there but <laughs> it's a it's a very it's a good show yeah yeah and like you know i don't know if you remember from the first season but they have like these like imaginative dream sequences oh, with, or like, is that was with with, with, with Wiz Khalifa. Khalifa yeah as, as death Beth. yeah I don't as know how Miro. to feel about that I don't think his music's that bad <laughs> he doesn't he, I don't think I think there's like one Wiz Khalifa song on uh, the soundtrack but yeah it does, a, it does mm. the thing that Bridgerton does with yeah. remixing old songs yeah. I, yeah. I think it's pretty cool but yeah catch up on Dickinson Aiden <laughs> everyone will. is such an underrated show it is on Apple TV Plus all three seasons are available there and check it out is one of the most inventive imaginative shows you'll ever see actually because you know she's a very unconventional person and the show is very unconventional in it in and of itself okay so, I'll, yeah. give, I'll definitely give it a watch absolutely number four on my list is a show that aiden and i both watched i didn't absolutely. even know you watched it i aiden. think this is a great show it is called mayor of east town starring kate winslet yeah very very good show very very good so this show essentially follows kate winslet she is a struggling detective who is like it, it's it the plot on the surface seems pretty standard mm -hmm. like it's about her trying to dis discover and find out the murder of uh a close friend of close friend's daughter or something mm -hmm. like that uh, a young teenage girl and it's essentially all the twists and turns that come with that in this small town mm -hmm. And is there anything else I'm missing? It's been a while since I watched it. It's a fantastic show. Like in terms I, of the plot? No, I think I'm being honest, I don't even remember the, pro the plot that well myself. Um, <laughs> Bitch watchers came unprepared. Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe it. Um, it's No, uh, no, I think I nailed it. Like she's, you, she's a struggling detective. She, has, she had a hard past and a hard family life beforehand. And uh, she's trying to prove herself as a detective. Trying to solve this elaborate case. Mm -hmm. And... What I love about the show is that despite and why it became so big is even though it sounds like your typical murder mystery, mm -hmm. it is so densely layered in terms of the acting, the characters, the setting. Like it's, it has so much attention to detail to mm -hmm. it. And Kate Winslet's performance, I know we've seen her in so many things, but she really gives it her all in this she show. She knocks out of the park. What I love about the show is like, stick with it after the first episode because i don't know if you remember aiden but the first episode it Pretty didn't slow. really yeah it didn't really focus on the plot and like usually like maybe for other shows that might be a problem mm -hmm. but for mayor of east town i think it's perfect because it lets you absorb the setting it lets you absorb the characters mm -hmm. and who they are and it just hooks you in and then once the plot starts going from episode two onwards there's seven episodes so on Crave, if you're in Canada, or on HBO Max, if you're in the States, it just keeps you going. It keeps you hooked till the end. I just, I just loved it. It's a, it's a, it is a show. Trust me, that will keep you guessing. Like literally, my parents and I were just like thinking about like, like uh, what's it called? Trying to guess who it was. Like every single character, we're like this person did it, or this person did it, mm -hmm. stuff like that. But anyways, number three on our list is, or my list is the third season of Sex Education. Aiden, have you watched Sex Education? I have not watched Sex Education. You have not watched no, Sex Education? Oh, it is amazing. Oh my gosh. It is essentially about these high school students living in a British high school or like, yeah, attending a British high school follows mm -hmm. various characters. It follows, uh, what's his name? Aza Butterfield is the main actor and, it play and he plays uh, Otis mm -hmm. and he has a sex therapist mom 
which causes a lot of complications for his mm -hmm. personal life. Yeah, so he has a sex therapist mom. And because he gains so much knowledge from her, uh, when the students at his school start having problems with sex or like have questions about sex, he sort of helps them out with it. You know, he gives them sex education advice. That's the plot? That is the plot, yeah. Sex education advice, yeah. That is the plot. That I did not, I did not know that. You did not know no, that? That's the whole, that. that's, that's the basic plot of it. There, it's obviously so much more than that. It's an ensemble cast. All the characters, if you watched it, all the characters are have, are interesting. It is very, very diverse. And every episode, it sort of tackles a new sort of concept and idea of sex. Mm -hmm. So like stuff about like how to please yourself, how to please your partner, consent, uh, asexuality, like everything. Sex education. Sex education, literally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm essentially just dragging it on. But yeah, it's it's just it's just amazing and it's so funny. And this this third season, I don't want to spoil it since you haven't watched the first two. But the characters are just as lovely. There's new characters that are introduced that are also very diverse that just make it amazing. Nice. So you have to watch it, Aiden. I will. All three seasons are available on Netflix. I will definitely watch it. Yeah. Number two on my list is actually multiple shows in the same franchise. <laughs> and it is my favorite reality show of all time. Aiden, you already know this. Oh, I know this. It is RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is a show I have to watch. This I is a show watch. you have to watch. I'm yeah. surprised you haven't watched it because Drag Race has become so incredibly big in the last year. Like, it is just, it is one of the biggest reality shows, biggest reality competition shows like currently if not of all time because it like has won i swear every single reality show emmy mm -hmm. like since <laughs> for years now and they just what's amazing about drag race is that not only is there so you've heard of the main u.s series right mm -hmm. but what you don't know is that the production company wow presents creates spin-off shows in different countries which is really really cool so not only did I watch the U.S., but I watched the U.S. All-Stars, which is essentially all-star contestants coming back to redeem themselves and hopefully have a second chance to win the crown. Mm -hmm. Then there's RuPaul's Drag Race UK, which RuPaul flies over to the UK and then, you know, hosts his reality, sh uh, RuPaul's Drag Race there in that country. And then there's also Canada's Drag Race. Mm -hmm. So Aiden, you have to watch that. You have to support the Canadian Drag Race. I do. I have to support the Canadian Drag Race. I gotta do that. It is amazing, and all these shows are just all every single spinoff. Every like literally, if I'm like, if I'm not watching any other show, it is it is Drag Race. Like Drag Race is the one that I watch <laughs> the most of. There have been I think, like I swear like five or six seasons that came out in the past year. That's how prolific they are now. Wow. Yeah, like starting in 2021 when season 13 came out and then all stars came out in the summer then uk and canada came out in the fall and so much more i think there's like also like a holland season that came out wow yeah rupaul's drag race took over holland took over thailand it's italy spain all these all these drag race <laughs> too much drag race some Crazy. people some people think there's too much drag race but i think there's not enough like i think there can never be enough not enough drag race yeah not enough drag race and yeah if you don't really know what drag race is drag race follows like uh rupaul holds a show where drag queens compete to be uh america or whatever country's next drag superstar so they do everything from you know acting performing lip syncing 
fashion, mm -hmm. all of it. Yeah. So, which is amazing. And for our number one show, this, I love how I'm ending it off with this. Yeah, because, do it. Because, you know, we already talked about Vibe Check, but the show that I was referencing in terms of what inspired Vibe Check possibly the most is another show we talked about in our last episode. Yeah. And that is called It's a Sin. Mm -hmm. So if you remember the Aiden, I think that was like our one of best my favorite shows. Yeah, one of our favorite shows and one of the best episodes Binge Watchers has ever recorded. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, It's a Sin essentially is follows four, three, four friends, most of them gay men living. They move together in a communal home <laughs> in uh, 1980s London, I think. Uh, trying to pursue their careers and their life's purpose yeah while living in a communal home but instead that shows a historical drama that is set during the AIDS crisis mm -hmm. and as you can tell that show meant so much to me if you listen to our last episode that show still sticks with me I think to this day it's a fantastic show easily one of the best shows I have ever watched yes exactly and yeah. that still that came out early 2021 and it is still it's still ranked to the top of my favorite show of 2021. But yeah, it's it's phenomenal. But yeah. what is coming next for Binge Watchers, DQ? What is coming next? Oh my gosh. I don't know yet, Aiden. <laughs> <laughs> I think what we should do is we should talk about the hot new shows that are out right now that I think you should watch. And I think we should do a show about an episode on teen shows and dark teen shows. Like I before. wouldn't mind doing that. That sounds like a great idea, DQ. And season two is currently out of Euphoria and it is amazing. Okay, okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I also I also like am inspired by that show and that in their visual style. Mm -hmm. Also gives vibe check vibes. It know? is. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's one other thing we want to do. So one of the mm -hmm. things that we upgraded for our podcast was our art. Our we art. had DQ as our resident artist doing all our cover art. Oh, <laughs> yes. Nails. It was a lot. But quite recently, we got this another person on board to help us out. A guy, a very close friend of mine named Brian Ho. Um, Brian Ho's birthday is coming up. This, if By the time he listens to this, it'll probably be already be his birthday. Um, we just want to thank Brian from the bottom of our hearts. I'd thank to just thank him for the art. Like he is such a great part of the team, and we just want to tell him how much we appreciate him. And also, I want to say how much of a kick, a butt-kicking friend he is. Because he's Brian. Mm -hmm. If you're listening to this, you're the best buddy. And happy birthday, buddy! Happy birthday! Yay! We have a new artist. Thank you so much, Brian. I haven't met you yet, but I heard great things from Aiden. So. Yes, <laughs> you get. Yeah, I say nothing but great things. Yeah, so glad that we have an artist on board. Another addition to our binge watchers family our binge watchers team so mm -hmm, yeah absolutely great on that note that is our first episode that is our first episode of we season talk, three i'm winded already like we talked so much tv today we just really delved into some awesome stuff and we're really excited to kids kick off this uh this third season with some more stuff and we're really looking forward to episode two episode two if aiden uh starts catching up on tv and watches you for yes i will <laughs> catch up on tv absolutely anyway yeah. Thanks so much, everybody, for listening, and have a wonderful, wonderful day. Bye.